The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, And Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. Right back at you, buddy. Here we go. Five years of Open House with Team Reba. Going into our sixth year, it's crazy. <laughs> Goes, that so went nice. fast. That went really and fast. And I can't believe we still have more things to talk about. <laughs> we always have more things to talk about. That we just always, never yeah. goes away. It's kind of surprising, but, well, but it's really. cool. I mean, our, our industry is constantly in flux, constantly changing this year, yeah, of course. We're going to be talking about a lot of flux on this show. That's that's for sure. No exception there. Yeah. That's for sure. Let's hope it's just not acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. It's, it's always possible, depending on what's going on in the markets. <laughs> you never know. We had some last-minute, weird, strange situations with yes. some loans I was working on this week. Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's always something. Do you want to talk about that first, or do you want to go through the rates first? And then let's talk about the things that are giving let's us a little bit of <clears throat> indigestion. <laughs> let's, do, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that, because uh, as we're nearing you know, less than a month now to elections, and mm-hmm. uh, this is a time when the markets can get a little bit jittery, uh, there's been some years past where the markets actually had their election a few weeks before the actual election. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this this year, I don't know that that's quite happened happened yet, uh, but we are seeing increased volatility with, with interest rates. So Okay. What, so a little uh, acid reflex there? <laughs> just a little bit. Okay. Uh, you know, with that said, we're still so good. Uh, but but we are up a little bit from our all-time lows in August. Sorry, I had a little Neil Diamond moment. So good. <laughs> so, so good. That's so right. good. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Move along. Sweet Ignore me. Sweet rates of mine. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Did you say sweet rates of mine? <laughs> nice. Isn't that how the song goes? Yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah, so that's exactly <laughs> how <laughs> Neil <laughs> wrote it. Rates have never looked so good. So good. So good. So good. Oh yeah. Okay, give us the rates. Stop singing. <laughs> well, here's what here's we're at right now. So the national average is for a conventional 30-year fixed rate loan. We are at 3.04, so just a nick over 3%. Okay. But and, still great. Uh, oh, good heavens, yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, what, and now I'll, I'll kind of finish that, and I'll give a little bit of commentary on that. 15-year fixed rates are hovering at around 2.42%. FHA and VA, 3.38%. And Jumbo, uh, 30-year fixed rates. So he's in Washington, uh, King, Pierce, Snohomish counties of Washington. That's any loan amount over 741750 And all other counties in the state, $510,400. We're sitting around 3.38%. So it's still very, very good. And with Jumbo, you may find some some lower rates uh, as well. Jum- the Jumbo market is a little bit more fractured you know, than a standard conventional mortgage rate right. is. So what's what's happening with the forecast and the outlook on interest rates is is that um, uh, the, the really it's it's becoming a bit more data-driven at this point. The, mm-hmm. you know, the markets are looking at the employment numbers, the unemployment numbers, and the inflation numbers. The Federal Reserve has come out and said they're willing to let inflation run a little hotter than it has okay. in the past, and that's not necessarily good news for interest rates. You know that can put a little bit of upward pressure uh, on the rates. Anything crazy? No, I don't think we're going to see anything 
dramatic happen with with interest okay. rates unless we have some sort of a major you know economic or, or social catastrophe and that could cause you know cause a little bit of, of change i love how you always qualify that economic or social catastrophe. <laughs> I've sort of added the social part over the last year. Yes, you year. have. You have. Yeah. Cause, well, because a lot of times it's like political stuff, but it now is. it's even more. And and the thing is, you know, for, for honestly, for most of us, mm-hmm. politics does not really affect our our pocketbook on a day to day basis. No, it doesn't. Until you go to buy a house or a car or take out mm-hmm. a home equity line of credit, right. and then it does. You know, yeah. you, you could be, you know, sailing along and we think we're at a certain rate and then somebody makes a speech over the weekend and that rate goes up on Monday. Right. And all of a sudden your your payment just went up by 100 bucks mm-hmm. because of a speech. And, yeah. And that is absolutely one of those times where politics hits you right between the eyes. Yeah. No, well, you know what? Um, you're correct. I actually just noticed uh, because we've been talking about what's going on with interest rates and, and issues with banks. I actually, after having just had like a, so I, I bank lots of different places. And I'm not necessarily saying, hey, everyone go out to Boeing Credit Union, mm-hmm. right? This is not my thing. But I do happen to have a visa that I have with them mm-hmm. that I use for my business. Yeah. And after, you know, so many years of having it open, they were like, oh, yeah, you're always great. You pay on time. You do all this stuff, right? Manage it really, really, really well. And they dropped the interest rate way down. Yeah, nice. Well, I just, but I just got a letter the other day yeah. saying, now, it's not a lot, but they're raising the APR up about 1.5%. Well, that's a lot. I mean, what they half. they had dropped it for well, me. Like, but, it went from like a 16 to a 10. <laughs> right, And then right, now right. it's going to like 11.8 right. or something right. like that. And I thought... Most of the time, I do pay it off every month. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was one of those moments of like, Ooh. why? Like my credit score is great. Yeah. Like in fact, yeah. I was I'm in the middle of doing a right refi and, on my boat there. And actually, this happening at a time when the margins for banks are at record highs. Yeah, you know, banks are making money right now. Yeah, and well, I'm actually refining my boat and my car. Yeah, and yeah. got some great stuff from BQ there. Yeah, you know, so I'm getting two percent off on my boat right now. Oh, nice. Which is nice. That's good. Yeah. And then same thing, I'm redoing my car, which yeah. currently is at Sound Credit Union, and moving back over to BQ, and going to save another. At least one percent, maybe a little bit more, by right. doing that. I'm very happy about that. Oh, but yeah, still, I'll have, to have a talk with them about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting, but um, yeah. yeah, but well, no, generally it's... speaking, everything has been really, really good. But you're right. I mean, anything can change in a moment, and mm-hmm. well, in in mortgage, we had that happen uh, about a month ago when the Federal Housing Finance Agency added a half a percent fee on all refinance transactions right. mm-hmm. out of the blue. Uh, Why they do it? Politics. Right, you know, they're trying to um, take Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac back private. They're they've been under mm-hmm. conservatorship now for over a decade, and they're trying to take them private. And nothing helps to take something private than pretty up the books, get a little bit extra revenue showing up in there. So Do that's think, happened. Okay, but I have a question about that because I know you've brought that up before. Mm-hmm. Do you think part of that adverse market fee is also because of the forbearance issue that's going on and the concern about having enough around? As they sort that out? Well, there's... there Because there's also the loan servicing issue that you mentioned, mm-hmm. too. Right. Well, if... Are if they that, tied? If that were the case, then the fee would be on purchase loans also, not just refinance loans. But it was only on refinance loans, you know, which makes no sense because a purchase loan is actually a higher risk loan than a refinance. Mm-hmm. So if you're charging an adverse fee, mean adverse market fee, meaning higher risk, you, you would think that they would go after... You know the the purchase segment. I I think they're just calling it that because they're just saying the market 
you know. They are. It, oh, know. yeah, no question. I mean, it's just a name. It is. But well, it's that was the, the rationale, you know, hey, we want to get more money in the mm-hmm. books here. How, what are we, we going to call it? Right. And, uh, you know, so somewhat unprecedented yeah. know, that that happened. I was just but, curious you know. about with the forbearance piece and everything else, if yeah. that was also meant to have a cushion around that. Well, yeah, the, the forbearance is not going to necessarily lead to a dramatic increase in foreclosure activity, though. Mm-hmm. Right. Beca- because there's an exit plan for, for a person in forbearance. You know, there is a way to get out of it, keep your home. You're not, you know, you will have to at some point catch up those forbearances, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's just a, a second thing that's tacked on to the, um, the back end of the loan. There's a lot of different ways that that can be set up. Yeah, I was just wondering if that was yeah. part of it from the standpoint of it's going to take them longer to get their money, so why not get mm-hmm. some other fees elsewhere to well, offset? But interesting you say that. But, speculating, but, well, totally but weird speculation. Let me correct you on that. It's not going to take Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac longer to get their money. It's going to take the loan servicer longer to get their money because the loan servicer, who you make your mortgage payments to, has to make the regular monthly payments to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, whether or not they've collected that money. Oh, so that money only goes to Mm. Fannie Freddie. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) You know, I've actually had to, I got to go back and figure out exactly which one of our shows where we talked about the loan servicing issue. Yeah. Um, because I have tried to explain that to numerous folks, and they always kind of look at me like, what? What are you talking about? Because yeah. most people don't know how loan servicing right. works. Right. So yeah. it's um, for listeners, just a reminder, we do have all of these shows on podcast, so That's you right. can go back and find them That's right. on programs such as iTunes, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or Spotify. There you go. Or whatever place you like just to get ask, your podcasts. Ask Alexa. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. right. Five years of content. And, you know, there's some good content in there. I mean, what mm-hmm. do you want to know? We give you know, good content. You got a question about. <laughs> I don't just give good phone. I give good <laughs> that's content. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there. So anyway, but speaking of a lot of, do we got a lot to cover in rates? Well, that's pretty much pretty much it. So, it? so overall rates are, are still extremely good. Uh, if I were a, a betting man, I would say probably better to lock in your rate okay. you know, than to float with the market. We're not really anticipating any radical drops in rates. You know, if anything, there's a bit of upward pressure you know, on them right now. Again, nothing, nothing crazy, but yeah. a little higher than where we were. So if I don't been, think it's going to slow down our purchase market for sure. Oh, not at all. No, the affordability uh, that we have with these interest rates is off the charts. You know, homes mm-hmm. have never been more affordable. You know, so that part is just wonderful, wonderful news for a lot of people. And, um, and we are starting to see a little bit of um, loosening of some of the guidelines uh, that we've been facing mm-hmm. uh, due to COVID. You know, I don't know if you follow this again. Of course, on the show, we've talked about this a fair amount. But, but there were um, some new requirements that were brought into lending underwriting rules as a result of COVID, especially affecting folks that are self-employed, you know, where okay. we're having to... Yeah provide profit and loss statements year to date mm-hmm. and and bank statements to show that your deposit activity as a business supports the income that we're using to qualify. That one's still there, uh, but we're we're getting a little bit more flexibility on some of our some of our rules. So okay. cross your fingers on that. Good yeah, to it's know. It's been rough if you're self-employed. Oh yeah, I imagine so. Well, you and I had talked about whether or not I might even look at some other stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I'm just yeah. like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my yeah. boat and my car done first, and then I'll worry about yeah. the other stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's a maybe, right? That's yeah. a big maybe because I actually have a really good rate on it right now, anyway. So it may not even be worth it. But um, when we get back after our break coming up, I think we are going to be talking a little bit more about what's happening in the 
the real estate side of the mm-hmm. market, right? That's right. Um, because I get all this wonderful, you know, information around from the Washington Association of Realtors. We also have, you know, information that's on the Matrix or Northwest Multiple Listing Service. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start covering some of that. That's um, right. And I have one scary story too. Do you want to start with that, or do you want to jump into this stuff first? Eh, stay tuned. We'll figure it out over the break. <laughs> okay, we will definitely figure that out over the break. Here's a couple of quick messages for you. We'll be right back on Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Mm -hmm. And we're also here on Sunday afternoons from 3 to 4 p.m. And as we mentioned before the break, also on podcast. (laughs) There you go. Yes, and you can also find us if you want to follow us and see other things that we're posting all the time. You can uh, go to any of our social media outlets. That's right. We're on quite a few of those. Both of us are on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Are you? Yeah, I think you are. I, I, I am. But you're not on there not a whole lot. Heavy, heavy on there. Okay. But more, more just you know Facebook and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah, we uh, have Twitter. Facebook pages, yeah. and then you and I have also done some Facebook lives over time. Yes, we have. Yes, yeah, we should be doing. And LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You can always connect oh, yeah. with us on LinkedIn too. Yeah, I'm on there too. Yeah. 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 So just look up for me. You can check me out at Eric is my banker. Eric with a C. You can also, if you have questions, uh, email me, eric at ericismybanker.com. Always happy to help work on those story problems. Oh, yes. Sometimes it's just a story that is a problem, <laughs> Yeah, uh, which you're going to get to here in a minute. Yeah. Um, but, of course, for us, you know, if you go look up Team Reba, you're going to find us on almost every outlet that's out there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side, or Team uh, uh, Remax Metro Realty. So There you go. I actually go by both. I think some people might wonder sometimes why it's put – two different directions mm-hmm. and it's because the designated broker I work with has two offices. Mm-hmm. So technically my license is held under the Seattle office of mm-hmm. Remax Metro Realty Inc. But he also owns Remax East Side mm-hmm. and they market both of our offices together because it's the same designated broker mm-hmm. as Remax Metro East Side. There so if anyone's ever had any curiosity in that realm, there you go. Just look up Team Reba. Just That'll, look up Team Reba because you're going to find – you're definitely going to find me. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, before the break, I mentioned I had a scary story. And it's, yes, since it's we're more, coming up on Halloween a, soon, you might as well right, give us a spooky here's story. My, here's my Halloween spooky story. <laughs> uh, this this is an interesting one. I have a, a, a client who we've worked with before mm-hmm. and, and actually has a, been a listener on the, on the radio show as and well. And thank you, listener. Mm-hmm, uh, who uh, we are working on a refinance. Although, given the story that you've told me, I'm not sure if he was listening very closely. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But uh, working on a, on a refinance, and we reached a point where we had to just update some, some credit. And I ran the updated credit, and lo and behold, uh, this person just leased a new car. You and, know how I feel about that. And we, we always tell people <laughs> like, when you're no. working on a mortgage, if it's a purchase or a refinance, don't do anything. Don't do anything. No large financial Nothing. decisions. Just stay home, watch TV. You know, that's yeah. it. Don't go splurge on new furniture. Right. Nothing. Nothing like that. Don't go buy $2,000 worth of clothes or whatever. No, Just no. don't. Because don't. in this case, um, this, this lease uh, was... Uh, uh, I don't know, the payment's about $440 a month. Now, in financial uh. terms, 
$440 Listeners, a month. that thumping sound is my head yes. on the microphone. So what, is, what, is that, what does that really mean? I'll tell you. Oh, that hurt, actually. At, at 3%, $440 a month reduces your buying power. Translate your 000. loan amount by about $105,000. Okay. $105,000. Ouch. So all of a sudden, you know, we've got a situation where this person doesn't qualify for what they wanted. And, uh, and so I called him up and I said, Hey, um, did you get a new car? And, uh, and he, he's kind of paused. He's like, yeah. How'd you know? Yeah. And then he, he's kind of quiet. He's kind of, he, he's kind of quiet for a minute. And he said, and, and this is the part I want our listeners, listeners to hear. They told me at the dealership it would not show up on my credit because it's a lease. <gasps> no, they did not. Yes, they did. And uh, I don't want to name the name of the dealership or anything like that. Yeah, but I want to you know, know off air. Uh, but, um, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. Let's just say the car is Swedish. <laughs> but, um, but anyway. Oh. So, oh, yeah. Car dealerships really tick me off. Okay. Well, okay. So. Uh, so first off, let's just dispel that myth. Let's bust that one wide open. If you lease a car, yes, it absolutely 100% positively will show up on your credit. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing with a lease. Uh, on the credit, it'll show a balance, you know, because it's essentially the residual or whatever the, right. the balance is on it. And uh, so then some people say, well, what if I just pay it off? Well, guess what? As a lender, you, you can pay off a, the balance on a lease. We're still going to hit you for the payment. Because you have to have a car. And and so even if you pay off a lease, you still, you know, have a, a car, you still have an obligation. And uh, as a lender... Wait, what they, do you mean by that? Well, uh, if I, I... You know what? I've never... Okay, you're going to give me a little bit of an education. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've never leased a vehicle. I've well, always just purchased. Yeah, you, you can pay off your residual, but unless you're actually outright purchasing the car... Is that only just for like car, a window of time or mm, is it for the actual yeah, value you're, you're of still the making car. payments on it. Yeah, you're still oh, making payments on it. okay. All right. And, uh, and even sure if you... The only way you can get out of a lease essentially is you, you could turn the car back in, you know, and, and okay. the way we would have to document that as a lender, and I'm saying we, I mean, all mortgage lenders, mm-hmm. we have to follow the same Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac rules right. um, that we'd have to document that you turn the car in and that you no longer have any monthly obligation at all. Okay. But paying off the balance that shows on a credit report will not re- necessarily relieve you of that monthly obligation. Yeah. So and that's because that lease is only for a window mm-hmm. of actual time, not for the value. Yeah, you're the, basically oh renting, the, renting the car. Uh, so, so sometimes a lease is actually worse off, you know, when we're trying to qualify somebody because we cannot ignore it, we can't discount it, we can't exclude it. We just have to, we just have to deal with it. You know where else we talk about issues like this? Hmm. Oh, in our classes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We have one coming up next we week. We sure do. October thirteenth and fourteenth. We got a two-parter. Yes. Yeah, that's actually going to be fun. Well, yeah, we're splitting what is normally the five hours into two much mm-hmm. more manageable bite-sized pieces. There you go. Yeah, this yes. is the official first-time homebuyer class uh, sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance Commission. Mm-hmm. This is a required class for many of the first-time homebuyer and zero-down loan programs. So if you're thinking about buying uh, something with uh, you know low-down payment or zero-down even, mm-hmm. where those programs are, are available in spite yep. of COVID, uh, you know, this is a class that you would have to take. And uh, or if you have family or friends that are thinking about getting into home buying, they're they're maybe they're not quite ready, but they're mm-hmm. getting close. You know, this would be a really great uh, class to take because it's going to give them the foundation and the basics to understand the process 
and know what options are available and, mm-hmm. and know that home buying process, you know, things to uh, to do and things to not do, like uh, Lisa Carr. Lisa Carr, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like we should, because we haven't mentioned this in the last few shows where we brought the class up, just a reminder, folks, um, to be considered as a first-time home buyer doesn't mean that it's actually really the first time you've ever bought a home. Mm-mm. Nope. Right? If you have not owned your home in three years, mm-hmm. you are a first-time home buyer. Yeah. We've had people move here from out of state who are like, yeah. oh, I used to have a house, but it was years ago. Or right. actually, we had some people who, during the housing crisis, I was just gonna say, had, yeah. had to short sale or maybe yeah. lost their home. And it's so many years later now mm-hmm. that many of them definitely qualify for yeah. a lot of these programs. You know, again. They suffered some consequences from mm-hmm. the from the you know the big housing crisis a decade ago. And, and here's the thing. The reason I think people should know that this is an option for them is, as you and I both know from the statistics that came out of the housing crisis, most of the people who lost their homes during that time had never attended a class like this because mm-hmm. the homeownership continuing you know, percentage of people who take these homes is super high compared to people who've never taken a class at all. That's true. Yeah, statistically, right? if you take a, a first-time homebuyer class, your odds mm-hmm. of foreclosure are dramatically lower. That's right. why it's a requirement yeah. you know, for many of these programs. Exactly, and it's a combination of all the loans that were available back then aren't even around anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this is an opportunity for people to get better educated Mm -hmm. and be able to do it right this time. And and the reason I thought about that too is because you and I have a past mutual client who I'm going to be meeting with again soon, Mm -hmm. who sadly through no fault of their own um, lost their home. You know, we had to do a short sale on it many, many years ago, but Mm -hmm. they're, they're in a great financial position now Mm -hmm. having recovered from that because they actually had a catastrophic situation with their business. Mm -hmm. Um, that really is what, what hit them hard and, and they're completely beyond that now. And it's great. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. And actually I should probably remind them that we have that class coming up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're doing it virtually. This this is is, what else is new. It's going to be a zoom class. Uh, We are going to limit the number of participants so we can be available to answer questions questions and things like that. Right. So it's going to be a two-night class, October 13th and 14th mm-hmm. from 4.30 until about 6.30 mm-hmm. uh, each night. You do have yes. to attend both classes Correct. to get credit, you know, f- uh, to get your, your home buyer certificate, which is good for two years Yes, as well. Absolutely. So to reserve your spot, how do they do that, Reba? They can send an email with their name, mobile phone, and email address to info at teamreba.com. And we do already have some people signed up. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're sending us an email and there's two of you, like if you're coming as a couple or you're coming with a friend, um, we need everybody's contact information and name. Because as you know, we have to give certificates and all of that. So that helps us make sure everybody's signed up. And then we're also checking who's registering and signing in into the Zoom call itself. And we have to track all of that for the state. So we do need Mm -hmm. to have all those details. Um, you can't just randomly show up. We're certainly not going to make it publicly available. Um, we we need to be able to send a registration to you for getting in, and um, and we'll have to you know use it as a secure site and all that kind of good stuff of that course, most people yeah. know Zoom has mm-hmm. to have nowadays. Yeah. Um, and we have to make sure that you're there throughout yes, the entire do. time. Yes, we do. <laughs> there is no log on and walk away and go make dinner. It's a <laughs> we got to be able to see you the whole time. That's right. This is a state sponsored class. Yes. So it's got, another reason we why got, we want we to limit rules. the number of people because I'm not going to try and track 100 people. <laughs> no. Even though I can bring 100 people right. into that webinar, we're not taking that many people. That's right. You know, we're going to try and keep it. I, I don't you and I haven't really narrowed down exactly. I think the max I would want to take is 20. I think so. Yeah. Um. So we've already got I think four or six seats taken 
in right mm-hmm. now for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the people who are with people in my team. I haven't even right. checked to see anyone else that mm-hmm. we've had come in, but people in my team who are working with some of our clients that's right. are yeah. doing that right now. So there's a little bit of room available still, and we'd love to see your happy face there. There you go. Or let us know if you have family members who you think would benefit from this and send them the information. Um, or, well, I guess you could just send a request for the information because we actually have flyers we can send out. If mm-hmm. you just send it to info at teamreba.com, my staff is more than happy to get you all the details. You could even go on to uh, my Facebook page, and I've mm-hmm. got the current registration info up uh, for Oh, that. yeah, you so, also have an event, yeah, right? Yeah, go into Facebook. Yeah, Eric is my banker, and you'll, you'll yeah. find me. That's the whole thing. That's why I don't always know exactly how many people we have completely signed up because uh, we have lots of different ways to register. <laughs> so, we'll make it easy. Got to track it. Got to track it. That's right. Well, thank you very much. We're going to be taking a real quick break, pay a couple bills, and we're going to be right back. We've got more Open House of Team Reba with some market updates on what's going on in this crazy, crazy market. So stay tuned. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Osmond is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. All right. So we uh, mostly talked about your spooky story and other stuff in the last <laughs> segment. So I guess we're going to jump right on into what's going on on the housing side of yeah, things. Yeah, I want right to know now. what's going on right now. And, uh, you know, tell me that the house prices are going down. You know, so many people have been predicting the bubble. Yeah, we just did a show about that and how much that's a big I'm being facetious whatever. about that. I know you are. Um, but you know, because you and I have been talking about it a lot, I'm trying to look. You know, that's the thing is sometimes when I'm bringing information on, I know some of it's anecdotal to my team and the people I'm talking to and all the agents. But I do cover multiple counties. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do see a lot of the activity, especially in kind of the core, you know, King, Pierce, Snohomish counties, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm always trying to watch what's really going on on a broader level, which is one of the reasons why I'm a member of the Realtors Association, because they have both national, state, and local um, you know, positions, basically. Right, right. right. And, you know, what's great is that we get access to the st- statistics that they're tracking so i don't have to go and do all the research myself and you don't want me to do all my own research no um it's daunting there's so much so i I could spend my whole day just Mm -hmm. doing that kind of stuff if that's all i was going to get paid for but you know what i'm in a commissioned business so that's not not unless somebody's going to pay me for it but i will tell you um the Realtors Association does work with sources that are given a lot of uh, respect, including the Washington Center of Real Estate Research at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the Washington Realtors Organization uh, sends out a monthly you know, newsletter, basically, to all of the, the members. And that's the thing. Not all agents are a member. You know, people throw around the term realtor like Kleenex. Now you're talking about realtor with a capital R. Well, it's actually all capitalized, oh, but okay. yes, yeah. um, Realtor, because you're not really, that's the thing. That's a trademarked term. People use it interchangeably like Kleenex and, mm-hmm. you know, Q-tip and whatever, but it's it, all Realtors are agents, but not all agents are Realtors, mm-hmm. right? I've said that, I don't even know how many times on the show right. and publicly, but um, the people who aren't members of this miss out on a lot of great information. Because, like, we have Annie Fitzsimmons, who's uh, an attorney who works with the Washington Association, 
Mm-hmm. And she's constantly super sharp, super sharp. And she's constantly putting out videos and Q&A sessions. There's a legal hotline that we have access to as part of our membership where you can ask lots of questions about the documents or situations. And it, it's a really great educational tool, mm-hmm. but it also does market research. And they do it in conjunction with people like this James Young, who is the director of the Washington Center uh, for Real Estate Research at the University of Washington, which is a mouthful. Uh, (laughs) That was. (laughs) It was a mouthful. But um, anyway, so you and I had just mentioned in the last few weeks, uh, if not several months, that as we've seen COVID affecting the market Mm -hmm. and not even just COVID – I mean, how many times have you and I said, there's a lot of our clients in Seattle saying, I'm sick of city council. I'm sick of this. I'm out of here. And and they're going elsewhere, but they're not necessarily leaving the state. Right. Right? They're, they're still hanging around. Heading to the suburbs. Yeah, exactly. So um, an article that they just had come out in uh, the most recent uh, magazine was, uh, was this. So they're talking about how... Um, Here in our state, the population age 65 and over is projected to increase to 1.33 million people by 2021. Mm -hmm. Right? That's next year. Right? Represents an increase of just over 160,000 people, and it's a 13.7% increase from 2018. Now, was that, this is including COVID, effects of COVID? Um. Wondering when that it's was. it's kind of I mean, well I mean this is just coming out because they're watching what's going on right now during the COVID market mm-hmm. yeah but they're yeah. also just saying you know we're being we already knew we were going to be impacted by baby boomers no matter what right right we've seen that impact because you know the demographics are just that yeah aging oh, population absolutely. right so that impacts mm-hmm. what kind of housing where people are going to be located um, and frankly through COVID a few a number of people are more concerned about being in close quarters. Mm-hmm. I think uh, retirement communities oh, absolutely. are yeah. going to be looked at in a whole new way right now. Right. Yeah, um, but, true. but what's, what's hitting us is we have an older population coming in. We've got a super tightening of listing volume. Um, so statewide in Q1, we were down 22.7% from Q1 of 2019. Wow. It's very significant. That's- uh, you're talking about new homes coming on the market yes. down 22 percent resale yes and they were already tight we were already really tight yeah. right and um since the onset of the restrictions there's even tighter supply mm-hmm. right now right so figures from the multiple in june um, are suggesting that supply and demand imbalances are even more acute than they they were earlier and we're seeing demand moving away from the cities to more outlying and suburban areas and here's what that looks like So rural and popular with older demographic uh, areas uh, where people are kind of trading down. These are areas like Jefferson County, where you might find towns like Port Townsend. Uh, Kittitas County, where places like Suncadia are located. Right. Chelan County, where you find like Wenatchee and Chelan, of course. Um, Those have seen more rapid house price increases than King and Snohomish counties. I find it interesting they didn't mention Pierce, but Pierce, is, as we know, has right, been growing. Off the charts. Yeah, yeah, it's also been growing very, very much. So um, these central Washington counties led the region in year-over-year house prices increases with Kittitas County at 30%. Really? Pretty go, amazing. Go Kittitas. Yeah. Chelan County at 22%. Wow. And Grant County at 9.4%. 
and they're outperforming most other area markets. So Grant County being like Moses Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if, um, you know, there's some, some of the spots on the river, um, you know, um, Crescent Bar and Oh, yeah. And spots yeah, like yeah. That Those are Grant also County. very popular. Yeah. So what we're really starting to find is that, um, well, like they even mentioned here on Spokane, um, they're seeing the trends elsewhere in the state with the median house price of 281000 in a month's supply of housing. It's at 09 Holy months cow. of inventory. Yeah, in Spokane. Yeah. And Spokane, yeah. by the way, is just now finally coming into the multiple listing. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So that's that's wow. a other breaking news kind of within our um, our state is that most people don't know that there's multiple Boy, I got to tell you, services I, I have, that service the state. I have some clients that have been buying uh, rental properties in Spokane, Spokane mm-hmm. Valley, and uh, there are some deals there oh yeah and and you've got you've got a you know good economy you find mm-hmm. your, you know buy near a college you're yeah. you've got pretty much a guaranteed uh, bellingham rental. has the same thing yeah it does yeah, yeah. Any, yeah. any of these towns where there's like a college well, there ellensburg does yeah. yeah exactly and that's one of the things that um as you and i have both seen with some of our clients i've had a lot of my clients who are in their 40s to 60s and even early 70s selling their places here in mm-hmm. king county and saying, I'm out of here. Right. Uh, and that's all the areas that they're going to. Yeah. I, that's is. why I've done business in, in oh, yeah. you know, Camino and Bellingham. And, yeah. yeah. I'm No joke, one of my clients is about to sell her place over in Alki, and I'm going to be driving over to the Silverdale area and mm-hmm. surrounding towns because yeah. she wants to be close to her sisters. You know, she yeah. became widowed this year, and that's going to be part of what oh. we're doing. And I got to say, it's going to be a super challenge because it's going to take me back to like, 1982 in real estate because she doesn't have a computer oh, or no. a smartphone. Oh boy! So I have to do absolutely everything in person. Yeah, yeah. And and she's someone that we have to be very careful with because she's in her 70s. Right. So she's you know I have, I have to, I'm going to have to drive her. Like I have we've a been, few clients like that. Yeah, but, we've been joking. Yeah. It's going to be like driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> a little bit. Because <laughs> oh. I well because what I'm going to end up having to do is probably put her in the back seat. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's you know. Well, she's in the at-risk at age group, of course, yeah. right? So I'm going to yeah. be like, okay, could you sit in the back it's while okay. I drive you over to Kitsap Di- County? And- <laughs> Di- do you need to go potty before we go? I don't, it's going to get interesting. <laughs> it's going to get really interesting. I actually say I that say. to everybody that rides in my car. Do you need to go potty before we go? I can tell you, children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I do that to my dog, too. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. But anyway, so um, so those were some of the things that you and I were looking at because, you know, we'd been discussing before about the fact that the, for the state, you know, we'd come down from what was a high in the overall mm-hmm. state numbers where we were yeah. seeing 8 to 14% a year uh, to now we've been as a state average around 5.5. Mm-hmm. But these other counties are clearly, you know, getting some pretty – big, you know, impacts against what that looks like. Yeah, that's for sure. So also I wanted to jump in real quick too, because I always tell you that I look at that market watch number. Mm-hmm. Um, that's comparing the listings to the pending sold. So as we're going into the fall season and towards the holidays, we do still see typically what most people would say, Oh, they're like, Oh, it's a slowdown. Oh, the market will slow down. I'll go, I'll go when it's slower. And it will be less impact, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I won't have as much competition. And yeah. I just want to say, when is that? I want to say, fooey on yeah. <laughs> fooey on you. We just if we, that's what you're going to say, because I, I hear that too. Yeah, you know, oh, I, I'm going to wait until 
you know, this day or that day because I know that's the best time to buy a home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till till winter time. I'm going to wait till you know. The average sale work that way. The percentages of sales are higher. Yeah. In the wintertime. No, I know. They're higher yeah. than they are in the summer because you have less competition. But here's the thing. And that's also, you know, just generically speaking about these things, right? But if I look at this market watch data right now, the pending solds for the last week are currently at 3,854. And that's pending, pending sales. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, was recently just listed, has a contract on it, right? Yeah. The new listings for the last week was 1,947. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Now, listing price reduced because we keep talking about this too. Those numbers are still climbing up a little bit because we're at 1,116. There's 350 back on market. So we've had deals that fell apart and those homes came back on market. Mm -hmm. We have people who overshot their price point. Right. We're not depreciating. It's just people who overshot the mark. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but the number of new listings, we're now sub 2000 for the week, but we're still close to 4,000 for pendings. So listeners, what that means is we still have a ton of buyer activity. And it's, if you're the seller who's out there, who's not selling yet, it's because you didn't make your price or your product compelling enough Mm -hmm. because you're not getting picked up in that first week. Like everybody else is. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a ton of demand out there for the right product, not Mm -hmm. just any product. But we're going to talk about uh, that and, uh, I don't know, a tantalizing thing, which is what's going to happen now that Boeing made their announcement recently. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in again on your busy, busy weekend. Yes, we love having you join us That's every right. week. That's right. And the, you know, this uh, the, there's a saying that's going around like wildfire, stay safe out there. But some people, you know, they're saying, talking about masks and things. When I stay, say stay safe, stay safe out there, I'm saying be careful on that ladder. It's the fall. You know, people are up oh. cleaning their gutters. <laughs> That's like that promo we did recently. <laughs> Be careful. Yes. Out there. Well, know, especially there. considering we did a promo where you were fake standing <laughs> on a ladder and we had you crashing. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> two friends that have fallen off of ladders this time of year. And, yeah. uh, you know, one of it's them, he, he really got got messed up a little bit Ooh. and you know so yeah just be careful yeah this do is be careful. the falling off of ladder season yeah you're right it's it's a combination of people cleaning gutters out and mm-hmm. things like that all of that and uh starting to put lights up that's right you know what i did last weekend i have not the faintest we had a very couple people over and i took a bed sheet and i put it up on the wall uh and uh we had an outdoor movie Built a fire. Oh, okay. I was like, had, going, had where are project- you going had, with that? Had the projector out. And, oh, that sounds uh, nice. Just kind of sat around with, you know, had some blankets and, yeah. you know, a nice, that sounds nice quite beverage lovely. and just watched a movie. And that was kind of fun, actually. Yeah, like so, going old school, like uh, yeah. outdoor cinema. Exactly. Well, drive-ins are coming back, coming they, back strong. They are. Yeah. I know. All those people who probably sold those places years ago for redevelopment are probably like, darn right. it. If I just held on for 30 more years, and would be coming back. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Maybe those speakers that hang on the window would still be working. <clears throat> yeah. 
that? Actually, they never worked. Although, yeah. Well, nowadays, they just Bluetooth it into oh, your know. car anyway, course, right? Because yeah. nobody would want to have to touch the thing or else you'd be and wiping everything no, down. They never and, worked anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were terrible. Yeah. yeah. But, but doing outdoor cinema is totally fun. You know, there's really actually fun. someone in my yacht club who does that on their boat. Oh, so we can that's all, a thought. Yeah, we can all be anchored in our own boats. Yeah. And watch a movie. Where 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 do you Of course he loves to show Jaws. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he loves showing Jaws. Well, sure. That's what, I think that's what I'd show. It's iconic, yeah. yeah why not? Absolutely. It's perfect for when you're on the water. <laughs> that is like, true. I yeah, could you, freak out. You have to pick a movie that your neighbors won't be offended by. Yeah, so yes. Yes. Careful. Use some good judgment on that one. But, yes, you know. definitely. Yeah. But no, no, the way he does it, the way their boat is uh laid out, the the radar uh, arch, yeah. Arch, yeah. They have a way that they Can put it up there, down. and yeah. Oh, that's hilarious! It's really cool. That is it's really cool. Fun. It's kind of fun. You got my, you got me thinking now. I, I know. Of course, I do. do of course, that. I have yeah. you thinking. I always have you thinking. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. I like to make you think. Well, good. Well, before the break, we uh, we dropped mm-hmm. the the lazy bee bomb. Yeah, because so, you know we wanted you to come around and stay out for the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, no, because you and I were talking about it before we went on the show, and because we were going to do something else, and we thought this is brand new news, mm-hmm. right? This is or like real news right yes. now. So it's like we don't want to ignore it. We don't want to pretend it's not happening. Because in a for you know kind of a foreboding, um, is foreboding the right word? I think it is. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. You you almost were foreshadowing this a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. you asked me. Given some of the conversations going around up at Boeing in mm-hmm. Snohomish County, right? You were yeah. like, How's that "What's going the market our- going to do about impacting the market there?" And right. at the time, I said, "Well, because as long as tech is still strong, I didn't really think that it was going to have a massive impact." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we get the announcement this last week of they're moving a line down to South Carolina, right? 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 Yeah, now, the seven eight seven line, which is going to fall hardest on about a thousand workers in Washington that currently mm-hmm. work on that seven, eight, right. seven line. And, uh, they're facing, of course, uncertainty from, from that decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit on the break. Um, the, our, our governor made a, in his public uh, statement about, about this said that he, uh, that Boeing's decision to take the 787 to South Carolina necessitates a review of our partnership and the company's favorable tax treatment. And uh, I, I heard that, and, uh, and you know, I jumped out of my chair. Had stood my on head end. exploded. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, with a degree in economics, this mm-hmm. is not something that you tell a, a for-profit company. Right. You know, because that company has choices. They don't have to be here. Right. And, and you, you need to have sufficient enticements and yes okay you know and all the i know other people's heads are spinning now corporate welfare corporate welfare and all that well Mm -hmm. we're talking about jobs right we're we're talking about keeping jobs in washington and we're talking about keeping good paying jobs in washington and we're also talking about the job multiplier that every boeing job creates which is about six or seven so so we need to um be sorry mindful of of you know of, of that you know the economics of of a decision like this are huge and and they're long term you know day to day are we going to get through this of course you know we mm-hmm. we will you know this uh, our our economy is not what it was in the 1970s where you know the old billboard right. last person out of Seattle please turn out the lights right 
you know, it's not like that anymore. But right. we still could do without losing how many thousands of, of, of jobs, especially in Everett. You know, right. Well, if you extrapolate that, that means they're eventually going to completely be gone. Mm-hmm. Well, right. you're closing a line down. I mean, yeah. You, you know, said so. a thousand workers. I think it's roughly a thousand that work on the seven eight seven. It actually Washington. seems like a small number. Yeah, it might be more than that. Um, that that was kind of one article I was I was reading, kind of indicated that. But then again, you also got to think about all the ancillary uh, businesses yeah, and, 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 and suppliers by the way, I'm not and manufacturers. Saying Boeing and, person who might be the one impacted. That I'm saying, oh, you're you're nominal. That's not it at all. I just no, I would have thought it was a larger number. Uh, of well, workers. It, it probably is when you factor in all the other support and contractors. That go around and, with it. Oh yeah. yeah, that's the seven. That's right. the job multiplier. Right. You know, issue. You know, so uh, yeah, it definitely will impact quite a bit. I I just know that like you and I, when we started discussing whether we'd bring it up on the show, I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm reaching out to all of my past Boeing clients just to say, hey, are you okay? Are you impacted? Mm-hmm. How yeah. are things? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and in some cases, I mean, do any of those workers get the option to move? Well, they. That's what I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there's there's always a, a possibility. I, I, of some I have of had that. some of my past mm-hmm. clients who have moved to South Carolina mm-hmm. to be down there. So I would imagine maybe some of them have the opportunity. I think that it, it really depends, but that could that could have possibly be a possibility. But uh, remember that the you know Boeing here is a union shop. Boeing mm-hmm. in South Carolina is it's not. But you know, you know what? It's, I, it's okay, I I'm going to slightly be devil's advocate from the standpoint of. We went through this at Boeing Wichita yes, when they did. sold that facility to Spirit um, because mm-hmm. my brother, who had worked there for decades, pardon my language, but he bitched a lot mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> about a ton of things. And he was up in arms when they said they were going to sell to Spirit. And it was funny because I told him, I said, well, you know what? Here's one of the things. One of the reasons I never went into any kind of aerospace work because I grew up mostly in Kansas near Wichita. Our family went to church in Wichita. And we knew, yeah. you know, and that was considered the airport, airport capital of the world or whatever it was, airline capital yeah. of the world, because they, they had Boeing, Cessna, Learjet, um, Beechcraft, all those different airplane manufacturers. And what I remembered all the time was watching the up and down of people going through either strikes or layoffs. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I never want to deal with that. And so I I had no interest at all of getting in, involved in any industry that was related to it. Uh, but my brother was in it, and he was a machinist for many, many years. And so he was complaining, complaining, I can't believe they're doing this. And, of course, he came up here and was temporarily living, you know, for like eight years after they sold that off. But it was funny because he, he complained about how everyone got let go, had to reapply for their job. Um, they, you know, lost certain things. Was, yeah. But the benefit that they got out of that was consistency because Spirit didn't only work just with Boeing. Right. They were a supplier to other manufacturers as well. So Wichita has actually benefited and now actually grown Mm -hmm. in that particular town. They're stronger from it. They're stronger from it. And that is an area that they don't have a lot of appreciation. And their housing is actually starting to see some appreciation. In fact, a lot of investors are going there now for their rental properties because mm-hmm. the prices are so great and you can cash flow. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. are those. And that's another reason why we had Tamara well, Simon talking about what's the matter with Wichita. But um, but I, I'm not necessarily saying I want to see that happen here. 
But some of those folks, if they choose to go down there, may not find it so bad. It just depends. We'll see. But I, we want to keep Boeing here. I agree with you. We'll have to talk about it more when we hear more about it on another show. There you go. Well, thank you all for listening in. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Listen to us next Saturday at 2 o'clock. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.